Good morning, beautiful soul. This is Arabella with your daily divine messages to help you on your spiritual journey. Thanks for being here. And now a message from our sponsor. And now today's episode. Good morning and welcome to Throwback Thursday, where I, Reverend Arabella Marie, talk about some of my personal spiritual journey, which began officially um, in 2012, October 8th, 2012, which if you didn't hear the episode, it was last Thursday's episode, I tell you about the morning that I woke up and my life changed. So there's a lot of story to be told here. And I did go ahead and draw a couple of cards when I asked um, spirit, you know, what should I talk about? And the cards see the other person's point of view and open your heart to love came out. And my inner child was like, ah, that's stuff I don't really want to talk about on my podcast. And so that's exactly what we're going to talk about. <laughs> um, so my awakening was in 2012. I, I had different levels of it, but it, it was like a big enormous catalyst. Um, and as I shared, I went and lived by myself in Colorado for six months, with a amazing spiritual teacher there. It was like a light switch went off and all of my spiritual uh, capabilities went from off to on. And we call that a spontaneous awakening where you cannot live the way you were living and all of your fears aren't really of importance anymore. So you jump on planes and you um, do all these things which you haven't been doing. It's literally like, like a light switch just from on to off. That's the only way that I can really um, explain it in human terminology for you. So very rapidly I was awakening and Within months, I was already very much energetically no longer in alignment at all with my then husband. And how that shows up for many of us is that, like, I couldn't stand sleeping in the same bed with him. My body was so out of vibration with him that, like, I would lay there and have these painful energetic pulses of like electricity going up and down my legs. Um, I just did not like being in the same room with him. Um, it just, it, you know, when you're in love with somebody, it's a real nice fit. Uh, it's like the, the, the jacket that you put on and it's all warm and cozy and it's it just exactly your size. But in a very short period of time, once I woke up, um, that jacket did not fit me any longer. 
so I ended up going through a conscious uncoupling. And what's funny is I had actually called it that before Gwyneth Paltrow wrote about her conscious uncoupling. Um, and once I told him that I was going to leave, we had the best talks of our lives. It was a great catalyst for both of us, me finally saying all the things that I needed to say and him finally admitting and saying the things that he needed to say. So we came to an agreement that when we got married, um, in 1984 and then having a baby shortly thereafter, um, we had agreed to love each other until death. That was actually our agreement. And through this conscious uncoupling, we agreed to that still that we would love each other till death. And it was a beautiful thing. And I was guided to share it publicly. Um, about this conscious un uncoupling, how we became friends, um, and part of the process. Because that's, you know, why I'm here. And that's why you are here to share your stories. Because your stories connect with people that you don't even realize. Um, and, it, and it helps them and it heals them too. Um, and part of this was a lot of rage and anger, especially from women. How dare I leave my husband? Um, and a lot of that was based on because we look like the perfect couple and we had been together for decades and it's nobody's freaking business. And I'm sharing this because I'm far from alone and being a woman that has stayed in a marriage and been unhappy for a long time, maybe putting up with emotional abuse, physical abuse, being constantly traumatized by the partner to keep us in line. Um, there's always stuff going on that you don't know about. So to judge somebody by their social media <laughs> and the story you've created, the expectations you've put on them, is really a bunch of bullshit and not very conscious of you. However, if you are in a phase where you are going through a conscious uncoupling, it's a mouthful, isn't it? Uncoupling. Um, you know, you're going to have some haters there and, and, you know, God bless them all. I will just say that God bless them all. Um, the thing is when, you know, the card open your heart to love that represents that I had met someone, um, during the time period, I already knew I was leaving my, my husband. I'd already known for several years actually like, but divine timing hadn't aligned everything up yet. And I had met this other person. And when I met this other person, it was a deep soul connection, more on my vibration, um, into spirituality, into all these things, um, that my husband was not. 
and I experienced love in a new way and my heart opened by meeting this person who was a catalyst to open my heart and that's why when I could have like just ran away and divorced my husband like a lot of us do just like I'm done I'm out and I couldn't do that with my heart open I had more compassion for all people involved including my now ex-husband and I had to um, stay and do what was right and um, he actually helped load up my trailer and then I drove from uh, our beach house in Washington State I drove to Joshua Tree which is in the desert and um, it was this little rickety cottage <laughs> a desert cottage where when the wind blowed it would blow from one end of the house and you would hear it buzzing on the other side of the house because the house was far from airtight it was kind of makeshift and um, it was on an acre and my my nearest neighbors that communed with me often were the howling um, <laughs> coyotes um, and sometimes I actually saw a coyote walking right in the middle of the day down the middle of the street out my kitchen window um, it was a very different experience and in this cottage I mean I got there and literally within hours I was having immensely powerful visitors and guides coming to me and giving me divine messages um, and at the same time everyone had gone away shall we say when you choose to do what's best for you on your spiritual journey oftentimes people will go away even people that I thought would never go away <laughs> went away and I was literally in the middle of nowhere by myself um, and all of my family all of my friends were gone because I wasn't giving to them I wasn't taking care of them I wasn't buying the ticket I wasn't buying the meal um, that ego life died fast and it died real hard now I had also met this person which um, had opened my heart and he was kind of in my life but it was extremely challenging he was there to really push my emotional triggers and bring up all the stuff I had been hiding for 47 years and boy he did a good job of it he actually um, what I like to say about the emotional triggers are when you meet a a soul connection person there's no fraud there's no fakery like like everything that you've been trying to hide comes into the light okay so I can't tell you how many weeks I literally spent on the floor in the fetal position in this cottage in the desert 
like like no shit okay um so i graduated from this this soulmate three decade long marriage and immediately went to a higher level of spiritual awakening where all I freaking did was purge and purge and was triggered and triggered and purged and triggered and purged and triggered and cried. And, and at that time I was working on a big project. I, I had been given divine guidance about holding, um, a big successful event with people from all over the country coming and everything went wrong. <laughs> I lost all the money that I had um, taken when I, I had, I had like money and I had income set up when I left the marriage. All of that went down the toilet. People that I thought I were my friends were backstabbing me left and right. Um, people that said they loved me did not show up <laughs> at all. Some people that loved me and said were my friends actually did. But I can tell you, they were in the minority. Everybody was out for themselves. And it was a really painful, big lesson to me that it took me a while to learn. But ultimately, what I learned is never hand over your mic to someone else. In the game of life. <laughs> Because people that you think are good, good people, like you've labeled them with the expectation, oh, you're a good person, you're going to show up for me, will not. They will take the microphone right out of your hand and stab you in the back with it. And all of this was for a lesson for me. Um, have I learned the lesson? God, I hope so. Um, I have been a very independent woman <laughs> since very early on in my life, probably 13. Okay. Doing things my way, probably before then doing things my way and the whole world, the whole time telling me, Oh, you can't do that. You have to have a hundred people around you helping you do that. You're not supposed to do it on your own. But something in, inside of me kept telling me, yes, I am. I'm a leader. I'm a light worker. I'm supposed to be doing it my way, which is a different way than other people do it. So the point in that for y'all is trust what's true for you. Yes, I also can work with community. I love working with community. I love working with other people. I have no problem taking the shovel and shoveling the shit with you in the trenches. In fact, part of me really loves that. And that's okay too. But if you're here to be the leader, then be the leader. And you've got to let go of everyone telling you, oh, you're not supposed to be like that. You know what you're supposed to be like. Okay, some of us are worker bees, some of us are the leader, both are valuable. Okay, both are equally valuable. There's no hierarchy here. The thing is, when you look at a structure of people to accomplish things, the person that is at the back of the line serves just as 
important um, in a different way. They are just as important as a person in the front of the line. But a lot of times we don't realize that because we think the person at the front of the line is the most important. And oftentimes it's not. It's oftentimes the one in the back that is watching over everything quietly and silently. And that's also being a leader. So be the leader in the way that you're guided and be true to you. Be, be, we all come here to earth to learn lessons. We also come here with divine blueprints already in us as to how we're supposed to be. And so staying true to that and hush up all the people that are criticizing you for showing up the way you're shutting up is an important part of your spiritual journey. I could go on and on and on. However, just remember, don't ever hand the mic over to someone else when it's your vision, when you know everything in you that you're supposed to be the one leading the whole shebang, running the show, then do so. If you know that you're a great worker bee, you like to be quiet, you like to support the person that has the title of lead, and that's your joy, then be true to that. Don't let people push you into places that, you know, there's something about rising up and being in your truth. And sometimes people around us will push us into that because we can't see our own truth sometimes. But also you got to be true and in tune with your intuition, your, your gut. Okay. Like I, I've got my hand while I'm speaking. I just put my hand on my solar chakra. Yeah. My solar chakra, my, my power unit right there. I know what's true for me. So, um, and really everything is a lesson. So I've literally on my spiritual journey had the most crying, sadness, grief, loss, embarrassment, and biggest failures of my life experience. And it's okay because I've learned from every single thing that's happened and that's why it happens. So we learn and um, you will get to a point where you can talk about it on podcast or on a video or in the book you're going to write or maybe one-on-one -on -one with a friend that is just starting out on their journey and feels completely and totally lost. And you now have stories because you've been in the trenches. You have, you have done the work. You know how bad it can be and how bright and beautiful it can be alternately. And we'll talk about that probably next week on Throwback Thursdays with This Is Arabella. You have a fantastic day. If you have any thoughts or comments or questions about this episode or specific focus of my journey you'd like me to talk about, um, leave me a comment. My links are below.
This is Arabella is a black-white production, copyright 2020, starring Reverend Arabella Marie. We thank you for supporting this podcast by subscribing, sharing, and or becoming a monthly donor. Until we meet again.